You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Leaf Sky Podcast. Here's your host, Jim Taddy. Hello, everyone. Jim Taddy here. Welcome to Leaf Sky, episode number 33. I want to thank Mike Ross for that fine introduction. He always hits the spot. No question about that. We're going to analyze the Leafs' 3-2 loss in overtime to Montreal on Monday night and consider the five-game winning streak that turned into points in six games. Bill Waters, former Leafs assistant general manager, will help us do that. And Rob Leth, a Toronto freelance reporter, will help us do that as well. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. And this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night. There's no better place to get in all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55-1 to 1 odds at either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. That's bet $1, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you get $55. Plus, with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, DraftKings Sportsbook has even more ways for you to make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Here is the call to action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THPN when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them a chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now to the hockey story. 3-2 loss. In Montreal on a Monday night, pretty good game by the Leafs. Power play, not so good. Penalty kill, eh, and the the six on five not executed well. In the overtime, I'm just not going to go there because things can happen in three on three overtime that you should not take literally. It's a great moment for Montreal. I take nothing away. It's a desperate hockey team now in a race for third in the North, and the Leafs trying to clinch top spot. So in this game. Uh, the problem was, according to Coach Keefe at the end of it, uh, the 5-on-5 five five play was very, very good. Uh, the penalty kill allowed 1-4. and four. The power play was not very good in all three opportunities. Uh, I call it energy sucking because the Leafs have to take some time to regroup after this power play, which is basically, as I refer to it, a passing drill. Uh, having said that, the 6-on-5, they had an opportunity to score into an empty net. Mikheyev couldn't get that done. Key face off in the Leafs zone. Deneau wins it and then goes around and scores in the short side on Campbell, who had a marvelous game. Game. Really good looking in the net. He was tall. He was big out in front looking for the puck. Nice lateral movement. But on that play, he got squeezed. Deno ties it, and then Caulfield scores in overtime. So let's get into some conversation now. Here's Bill Waters, the former Leafs assistant general manager. So 3-2 loss to Montreal in overtime. Um, I don't know. I always struggle with how much weight to put on a loss when you know you're going to make the playoffs and the team you're playing against is really uh, life and death to get in. And Montreal has just been on a tear lately. How, how would you classify that loss on Monday night? Uh, 
I think coincidental would be the best word, Jim. I thought the Leafs played a strong road game. Uh, they didn't get much luck early on, or they could have had a significant lead, although both goaltenders played very well. I, I just think a game like that is uh, you're, you're, you're looking at what Montreal can throw at you in addition to the goalie, and I don't know how much better the goalie uh, price could have been last night than was, their uh, goalie was. It was Jake, Jake, Allen, Jake Allen and Jack Campbell. Yeah, but I mean, Jake Allen, I'm talking about the playoff, it's going to be Price. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so the difference in the two, uh, based on last night's play, I don't know whether they've been better off with Price or not, because uh, I, I, I just thought that the Leafs played a tight game, a game they wanted to uh, control, and for the most part did, uh, but didn't have any shooting luck when they when they should have, and some big saves here and there by both sides, probably because uh, Soupy was uh, was very good as well. I I, I thought the goaltenders uh, uh, were significant and were a contribution to the lower score, but it was still an exciting two-one hockey game for me to watch. Yeah, two-one until uh, the last moment, and you know Sheldon Keith at the end of the game uh, narrowed it down to special teams. He was disappointed the penalty kill. Montreal was one for four. The power play, the Leafs were 0 for three. And he went out of his way to mention the six on five at the end of the game. I would totally concur. I, you know, that power play again has returned to its, um, I call it energy sucking because it's just, it's a passing drill. There's nothing happening there. And the Leafs yeah. always, they always come out of it worse for wear, don't they? They do. And who knows? I mean, people ask me, I, I don't want to put one person in a position of responsibility, but they're not getting much out of uh, Morgan Riley. They got a goal last night, but certainly not on the power play. And the guy who is impressing me every game out uh, is uh, Rasmus da- uh, Dahlin. I just uh, Sandine, pardon Sandine, me. I just yeah. think that he is—he's uh, become a pretty useful player for them, and, and they're going to have to find a spot for him. Keeping in mind that five on five is not his forte, but his movement of the puck is something that will make the Leafs better. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, when I watch the power play, I, the reason I call it the passing drill is because that's what it is. Um, there, there's no urgency, and you know, I I don't know enough about this, but it looks like they're it's it's um, they're looking for their their planned play to develop, and it's not. I just think there's there's no ad lib quality to it, and and you're you're hoping that maybe a, a defenseman, whether it's Sandine or Riley, will will sort of take matters into his own hands, but that never happens, does it? No, and, and they have to realize that them coming in as the fifth fifth guy on this five-man unit is what's going to disrupt the apparent uh, rigidity of it now. I mean, as you say, Jim, you watch it, it's the same stuff. They yeah. pass it around and hope they can make a cute pass when, in fact, the whole idea is to get the puck on the net and get a rebound because that's what a man advantage is for. And so until and when they start doing that, then the passing drill is going to be advantageous for the opposition. Yeah, it's it's weird. And, and when it looked good, to me, I, I just thought I was seeing two guys down low uh, at the top of the crease and causing some trouble. And, and I don't, I certainly didn't see that in the game on Monday. But it's something they have to remedy because, I mean, that is a, a when you go through the game, it's a significant sway that the other team would get one power play goal. You don't get one. And then on the six on five, you know, Mikheyev could have scored into the empty net. He did not. 
and then you go to the Deneau face-off win over Matthews and then Deneau scores. I mean, those are relevant plays in a playoff series, aren't they? Absolutely, because it's so tight and it boils down to significant isolated plays that are face-off wins uh, or missing an open net with a chance to climb. I mean, those are those are big plays, both of them, and, and the Leafs uh, failed to produce on either. Otherwise, the game would have been over. And uh, not that it matters that much to the Leafs, but your point is very well made. In the playoffs, it will. Yeah, um, and, and I guess it, it, it sort of stings a bit because they've been playing so well. I mean, they had three straight 4-1 wins and, and 5-1, and uh, you could argue about the competition, but uh, the, you know that nobody has anything to do with the schedule. You play who you play, and you, you worry about how you play. And the Leafs are really razor sharp, certainly in their last four wins, uh, only allowing one goal. I mean, they were doing everything properly, weren't they? They sure were, and, and coming off of what was a five-game losing streak. I mean, they've been so... I don't want to call them inconsistent because that's not true. Their record shows they weren't, but they certainly have put their losses in the lumps. <laughs> then they snap out of it, and I don't think that the game last night uh, is going to hinder them any in continuing to uh, progress, but I, I, I do think that uh, your analysis of a lack of a power play, I think, did they say they were four for 57? Oh, it's, I, I, it's something like that. Yeah, it's an awful number. Yeah, awful number. Yeah, that that's not suitable for winning a playoff round. And you're going to find out, not you, but we are going to find out that the, the Canadians, if in fact the Leafs are going to play them in the playoffs, that's yeah. uh, for conjecture at this point. But if they do, they're going to be a tougher team. Their Their defense will be strengthened from what it was last night and the guys that have been out We'll have played a couple of more games. It's just don't don't put too much in the win, but don't put too much in the other victories that you've had over Montreal. Montreal knows how to play a tight game. They've been coached that way for a long time, and that's that's what happens when a team that scores four and everybody else and Montreal comes out and they get a pair. It, it's it's the way they play the game, and uh, Montreal have to have all hands on board, but. It appears that some of their injuries are are starting to heal. So they're going to be a different team come playoff time. How significantly, I don't know. I'm not a big relier on Price to play. I don't know what's gone on with him. But if he can play, it's just going to make them that much more difficult to beat. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, you know, I think that when we're talking about Montreal, we would have said the same thing after the first game of the year. They know exactly how they have to play. They've got limitations on that roster, so there's no – there's no mystery as to how they're going to come at you, and, and the Leafs have to know better. I, I just thought that there seemed to be just a, a bit of a, a lack of energy. That Nylander had a breakaway uh, in the second period, and I just I, I was stunned at how nonchalant for me that it, that he crossed that blue line. I thought you, you, you're not backing the goalie off at all, and he went in, and there just didn't seem to be a lot of energy in the breakaway. And of course, the save was made, and I don't know. That was an opportunity for me that they just they, they, they weren't hard on. Yeah, and, and I, well, Nylander is that, that player who has so much skill that when he decides to take it down a gear, it's very apparent. And I, I don't like him for that reason. I don't like him on my team for that reason because he shows other players, oh, well, I'll do my best. I mean, I, I, you know, I've got, I got two ways I can play. But the, his teammates want him to play full out because he's a significant contribution. And when they see something 
uh, like that play. And, and you can see not the laziness, but the casualness in his play. He, if he drives, if he drives to the net, uh, once he gets the puck, he's got the speed and he's got the skill to bury it before the guy can blink, but he doesn't. And that's William Nylander. And that's going to have to be addressed by management uh, before they get their cap straightened out for next year. Yeah, uh, it's you know a nonchalant play at a time when you needed urgency. So the Leafs have an eight-point lead over Edmonton in the battle for first. Edmonton has two games in hand. It seems mathematical that the Leafs would clinch this at some point. They don't have a lot of games left. Two against Montreal, then Ottawa and uh, Winnipeg, and that's that's their season. So time is running out for them, but uh, they can do it. And, and I don't think anybody fears that they'll finish anywhere else but first place. That it seems to be a lock, but. Having said that, I don't know who they're going to play because Winnipeg has got like a, a brick tied to them. They've lost seven straight, and Montreal may slip by them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I was shocked at Winnipeg. I, I, I thought the Leafs, I gave most of the, the credit to the Leafs for beating them twice at home, but they, they, they weren't the Winnipeg team that had played most of the season. And, and maybe, it's, maybe it's the schedule where you're going 90 miles an hour and then you should be ready to play a big team, and you don't have it. I, I, I don't want to be too uh, presumptuous as to what gas they've got left in the tank. And all of them are going to show up when the playoffs start. What I mean, the the, the rest for some will be great. Yeah. Uh, they get a week off and get ready for the playoffs. That's that's significant, and they've got they've got to make sure that they utilize that time uh, to, to uh, make their team uh, first of all get some rest. But more importantly, find out some way of making the power play at least reflect 10% of the skill and the pay payments that are made for their paychecks. Because these guys are robbing Peter to pay Paul, believe me. They're, they've kept the team in first place, but they have to realize that in order to win a playoff round, you've got to have all special teams doing as well as they can because that's what's going to be the difference. You match up, you mark your man, but all of a sudden there's an extra man on the ice, and you've got to be able to kill the penalty. And more importantly, uh, when you don't have a penalty and you've got a chance on the power play, you've got to find a way other than passing it around uh, in, uh, at the low end by the goal or out on the points. It's, it's, not, it's not new stuff. And they've adjusted because the Leafs have, have been formidable on the power play and downright embarrassing. They've gone from one... Uh, pull to the other, and they have to realize that. they got to find out what drove them to that. And I, I would think it's simple film gazing, and I'm sure they've done it. But they haven't been able to come up with a solution that will give them a better chance to win a playoff round. And the, the top four teams, however they are situated, not one of them is going to be an easy out. So yeah. you better be ready to play some tough hockey. I'm just wondering, you know, you could speak to this. If, if you're going up against a team that has a potentially good power play, but it's misfiring uh, in the in the context of a game, I mean, you may want to push the envelope and, and not be afraid to uh, exploit that. And, and maybe you get a little aggressive and, and you take a penalty. But, I mean, would you do that? Well, I still think, like, the Leafs are a, are a very – puck possessive team they like to go get the puck if you if you can obstruct that and in the process you're going to take penalties if you can impede them flying through center ice by you know, taking the guy out and 
one out of ten times it might result in a penalty, maybe higher. I don't know. But to answer your question, if the team decides to play that game and they haven't made any modifications on their power play, it's going to be an interesting series that shouldn't have been. The Leafs yep. should win wherever they play with that group of players they have now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just wondering that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you you, uh, you get in against a team like that and, and you push the envelope and, and uh, you know, the, the way that the, the, the better team always answers is, so if you're going to do that to us, we're going to score in the power play. And that takes some of the starch out of the, uh, the, the lesser team. But if you're not going to score in the power play, that takes no starch out of them. No. And the, and the thing is going to take starch out of it. This is a coaching problem. This is simply a coaching problem. And the, I, I'm sure that Sheldon Keefe is wearing it right on the top of his head. He's saying to himself, well, why can't I make my power play go? He's looking at his guy, whoever's in charge. Is yeah. it Manny Maholter? I'm not sure. It, it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. So somebody's got to be saying, hey, we, we, we've, got to, we've got to win, first of all. But we can't lose and have a four for 57 power play. That's unacceptable. And it's been going on now for well over a month. Yeah, it's, it's an odd view. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll close it on that. Bill, thanks very much. We'll talk next week. And down the hall we go. Rob Leth, Toronto Freelance Reporter. Okay, Rob. So, I mean, the Leafs haven't clinched first, but very close. And uh, when you see the... Uh, the Felino injury, which is very uh, inadvertent, not understanding exactly what it is, but didn't look good when he left the ice. When you see that happen, you start to wince because really that is the only thing that you have to worry about from here to the end is that they just get through this. Uh, you know, you can argue about how they played, but you want them to be healthy. Yeah, and especially a guy like Nick Felino, right? Like a guy that you picked up at the trade deadline, gave up three draft picks to get, including a first round pick. And when you have him and Zach Hyman out of the lineup at the same time, that's really not ideal heading into a playoff series. And uh, you just hope that it's not as bad as it looked to me anyway. Um, it doesn't look like an injury that, you know, he's going to come back 100% from within two weeks. But I guess the saving grace here is that the regular season has been extended by one week, giving right. him a little extra time to get ready for that first round series. Yeah, that could be a, the ultimate bonus for the Leafs because it'll give Hyman another week, Riley Nash another week, Freddie Anderson another week. I don't think it's going to help Bogosian, but but those are those would be big ads to to have all those guys healthy or at least close to when the playoffs start. Yeah, it's a fine line right now too, right? You you want these guys to be rested and you know feeling good going into the playoffs, but you don't want them to be rusty either, and you want them feeling good going into the playoff series. So uh, it's kind of a fine line there between, you know, playing the guys and, and load management, uh, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, when you see a guy like Felino go down, it really uh, rings the warning bells. So uh, in the Montreal loss, I mean, it's an overreaction because they, they played so well going into that game. And, and I thought they played well in the game. I just thought they were missing at times that extra gear that makes them a really good hockey team. I've uh, pointed out previously the Nylander breakaway was uh, lacked a little intensity and there was no result there. The power play has slipped back into a passing drill, which is problematic and coach Keith at the end of the game admitted that it was the special teams play uh, the least PK the least PP and and the uh, the five on uh, or the six on five at the end of the game that he wasn't happy with and really that's your hockey game isn't it yeah and I thought uh, I thought it wasn't really much of a game for most of the first two periods but I thought when Austin Matthews had that deflection goal um, I thought the Leafs kind of took over from there and looked really good in the third period then all of a sudden the Habs tied up in the final minute. And you, you look back at all the missed opportunities that the Leafs had 
to extend that lead. Uh, you mentioned the Nylander breakaway, and Marner had a shorthand breakaway that could have put the game away. And then you go into overtime, and you see Marner and Matthews on a two-on-O, and not only do they not score, they don't even get a shot on goal in that situation. And again, that probably goes back to a lack of intensity uh, with the Leafs all but wrapping up the regular season title. Yeah, they, they also had a post in the overtime, so they had opportunity to win. And, and on the the, uh, the goal that Montreal got, I mean, Nylander was just, he, he took a flyer. He just left his man open, and the guy, uh, Caulfield, just buried it. So, I mean, there was there were, uh, I guess, non-leaf-like performances from uh, at, at key moments of the game, but the rest of the game was okay. The Matthews goal, I mean, if you just looked at it, go, oh, it's a nice deflection, but but the work that he invested in getting into position was noteworthy, and I thought, I agree with you, I thought that would motivate the team to, to bigger and better things. It just didn't happen. And you saw the intensity, too, when Matthews scored that goal. Like, this still means a lot to him. Um, yeah. And- you know, you think he'd almost be bored at this point by scoring all these goals. But, um, yeah, great work by him to, to get the push off there and get the room to uh, create that opportunity. He's been doing that a lot lately, getting into those soft areas in the offensive zone and just creating the room that he needs to get to, uh, to, to, to bury it. And you think other teams know that this is the guy that they have to stop, and he's still getting that room uh, and creating that room for himself to get the job done. The other disappointment for me would be uh, I was really impressed with how Jack Campbell looked in that game. I mean, he, his lateral movement was superb. You could see him follow the puck, anticipate where it was going to be, and you could see him stand up and search for it. I mean, he just had really great body language. It's disappointing uh, for me that that he wasn't the you know that that he wasn't the deciding factor. I wouldn't blame him uh, on the tying goal or the uh, the overtime goal. The tying goal is kind of weird because it it slipped in on the short side, so maybe you do blame him for that. But I thought he was superb. I thought this was going to be a winning performance for him. Well, when you look at those three straight losses that he had and everyone started panicking and thinking, uh-oh, like we need Freddie Anderson back and Jack Campbell's not the number one guy, um, he's really responded since that that point. He's tracking the puck really well. And when you look at the final stats from last night's game, uh, 20 saves on 23 shots and 870 save percentage, it doesn't really stand out, but obviously it doesn't tell the story. And he had to make more top quality saves than Jake Gallen did at the other end. Yeah, it's uh, just a weird performance, but it follows five straight wins in regulation, and they get the Habs twice more this week, uh, both at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. So I would assume there'd be some retribution there, and and uh, you know they can't just uh, they they just can't sort of limp into first place. They do have to claim it still. So I would I would expect some pushback on Thursday and Saturday. How about you? Yeah, I think so for sure. And, you know, anytime you play the, the Montreal Canadiens, they think the guys are going to get up for the game. But are, are we going to get a Toronto-Montreal first-round series, Jim? Uh, it seemed like it was inevitable, but the way the Jets are going into a tailspin right now, um, you know, they're tied for the final uh, or for third place in the North Division. And we, we may not get that series again, at least not in the first round. I know uh, Winnipeg's like uh, they got some sort of a brick tied to them, um, and and I go back to the the two games the Leafs beat Winnipeg because I didn't like how Winnipeg played those those particular games. I thought they were um, sort of lost. They were trying to um, muscle their way to a victory, and and that's really not. I mean, Winnipeg is a is a, is a good physical team, but they were just trying to goad the Leafs, and I thought, well, that's almost like admitting defeat if you have to resort to that. Yeah, but I, th- I think they're not as physical as the Montreal Canadiens, especially when they're healthy. And I-, I think at this point, you'd almost rather face the Winnipeg Jets in the first round than the Montreal Canadiens. 
Uh, yeah, but I, uh, here's what I'm going to throw at you. I mean, there's no mystery as to how Montreal is going to come at you. I, we can go back to the first game of the regular season. Montreal just understands they do not have the firepower, so they're not going to play that game. And, and last night was another example. They can hang around as long as they're within a goal. That, you know, they they can they can go to that. And, and last night was a good example of that. On um, the opening game of the season, uh, they got burned on, on a five-on-three, and that's where the Leafs took the game away from them. But the first half of that opening game, that was all Montreal. And if Montreal is allowed to check you and, and hang around, they could cause you damage. Yeah, and I think uh, the most surprising thing is if it is Toronto and Montreal, that the, the goaltending matchup is probably going to be Jake Campbell and uh, Jake Allen, or Jack Campbell and Jake Allen, and not Kerry Price against Freddie Anderson. Who saw that as a possibility at the start of the season? Nobody did. No, craziness. All right, are you ready for this? All set. Okay, time now for... Yes guy, no guy. Yes guy, no guy. A loss in Montreal is a concern at this point. No guy. Uh, I think the Leafs played well enough to win the game, and you know Montreal has a lot more to play for than Leafs right now, and um, I'm not going to panic about one loss on the road in Montreal after the streak that the Leafs have been on. Yeah, totally agree. It's a one-off, and there are two other occasions this week to atone for it. And, uh, you know, that's not to say that Montreal won't be pesky. I mean, that's who they are. That's who they have to be. Yes, guy, no guy number two. Austin Matthews will dominate in the playoffs. Yes, guy. I think he's showing that he can get the job done uh, in the regular season when everyone knows that he's the focus. And uh, I, I, I just think he has the skill and the determination to uh, to do what he needs to do. And he's showing the emotion more than ever this year. And uh I just think he, he's ready. Yeah, I agree. The maturity factor in Austin Matthews is stunning, and it has a ripple effect on the roster. Before, uh, you didn't get that that sort of extra push from him, but you're getting it now. Yes guy, no guy number three. Health is a major concern for the Leafs. Yes guy. I think this is the only concern for the Leafs right now, uh, given the fact that they've all but wrapped up the division. And they need guys like Nick Foligno. They need guys like Zach Hyman to be in that lineup, uh, especially during playoffs. Okay, let's end it on this. Yes, guy, no guy number four. A totally healthy Leafs roster is a ticket to the final four at the least. It's hard to say yes, guy, given the the recent playoff history of this team. But (laughs) yes, guy, if this this team is healthy, they have the depth, they have the scoring, they have the goaltending. there's no reason that they should advance to the final four. I mean, it's, it's a funny view when you look at it. I mean, if, if you had the Leaf roster in front of you, as I do now, and you plug in uh, the four injured players, actually five with hollowed, if you put them all back into that lineup and then you, you sort of uh, reconfigure it and, and delete some of the guys that are in there now on, on, on fill-in roles, uh, it's a really impressive roster. But once you start taking little pieces out, uh, it, I mean, it's not the same. It's it's still a very good roster, but totally healthy. It it, it can be. I, I don't want to say dominant because I don't know if you could be dominant in the playoffs, but it would be a scary roster, totally healthy to go up against. I, I would certainly agree with that. Well, I think Kyle Dubas has gone out and got, gotten the pieces that he needed to get to fill, fill out this roster. And when you have guys like Felino and, you know, um, Wayne Simmons in the lineup, um, you know, Joe Thornton on the fourth line with Jason Spezza, like there's, there's no weaknesses. No, then that's, that's, that's the way to say it. There are no weaknesses. They can play the game however you want. And if that power play ever found any kind of efficiency, you, I mean, anybody who played them would be shaking in their boots, but, but, the, and that's, that's a key void. The power play to me is just, uh, it's, it's troublesome. I don't know how you fix that. 
Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense because they have so many guys that should dominate with the extra man on the ice, and they just haven't been able to do it. And if they do fail in the playoffs, this is going to be the reason why. Yep, and we'll end it on that. The voice of doom, Rob Leth, thank you. It comes with the territory. (laughs) Last minute of play in this podcast. There's our time warning for Mike Ross, our PA announcer. Time now for the Yes Guy, No Guy Awards. Jack Campbell, did he look good? Absolutely, Yes Guy. Unfortunately, he got squeezed on the tying goal, but he was just great looking. I was watching that game, and I thought, there's no way the Leafs could lose this game. The goalie looked so good. He was very noticeable. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but I still give him a Yes Guy. He's battled through some issues and looks like he is ready to go. Austin Matthews. Oh, yes, guy. I could loop this. This could be a weekly feature. The power play. Oh, no, guy. I could loop this. This could be a weekly feature. (laughs) And the young defenseman experiment. Lilligren. Really, I've got nothing bad to say about him. I always ask the question, is this the time of year to be auditioning somebody for a blue line when you've got veterans like Ben Hutton that you've acquired that could be playing? So I'm going to go with a hard no guy to that. Hope you enjoyed episode number 33. Hope you come back Friday for episode 34 of Leafs Guy.